everyone. Welcome to Dungeons and Dax, the awesome podcast all about collaborative storytelling, working together to tell better stories. And I am so excited for this very special episode because I am here with Johnny Jensen, the author and writer of The Dead Wars, which was a Guinness World Record setting D&D game that had how many people did we have last weekend? 1,227. 1,227 people, all playing D&D at one time, one massive interconnected story where one person's table can affect people on the other side of the venue. And Johnny was the mastermind who orchestrated it all long before I even came. I was just the guy on stage. Johnny, thank you so much for, for coming in and talking. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Nothing I like more than talking about myself. This is really exciting for me. <laughs> You're not an introvert at all. You love, you nah, love yeah, this you is know, bragging about how cool you are. Well, let's start with your, your backstory. Like what brought you to this yeah. point? Who were you before you became the Johnny Jensen? Yes. Humble origin story. It's not very humble. Honestly, I'm not a very humble person. Just self-deprecating. But <laughs> I, so I had, I've been in D&D for maybe five or six years now. I got into it because of Critical Role. I wanted a way to bring my family together. And I noticed that we all had, we were very different ages, very different interests. And the one thing that we all had in common was storytelling. We all loved talking about movies and books and all this kind of stuff. But that didn't really happen very often. And so I thought, let's find a way for us all to collaboratively do something together. And that was D&D. So years and years passed. During 2020, I took a, I took this, this online kind of writer's workshop that teaches you how to write your own one shot and publish it. And that was a big moment for me because it made me realize like, oh, I'm, I can be pretty good at this. Like, this is a lot of fun. And it taught me kind of the skills that I really needed for this event. Because back in December, my wife saw a TikTok and it was Andy, right? Andy Ashby and his family had opened up a game store at a local mall. And I thought, wow, that's so crazy. Like, I'm glad that we're getting nerd stuff, you know, really popping up in our town. <laughs> we're cool like, now. Yeah, yeah. And we're Malls not. for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but it was amazing. I love, I was really, really happy about that. And we went in, right? We went in a week Christmas. And Andy was doing the pitch to everybody, right? Anybody who would listen, anybody who just walked up to the counter and talked, he would say, hey, keep your weekends open in April because we are going to be running a game of D&D with 500 people. And I gave him a look like this, just kind of, a, oh, okay, mm -hmm. all right, 500 people. Dream and, big, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and, just opened the store a month ago. Yeah. yeah. 500 yeah, people. <laughs> well, what was, what was interesting is that I, I wanted to know, right? Everyone wants to know. They hear about this, they're like, okay, well, how does that even work? And he said, right, we're not going to have one Dungeon Master and 499 other folks. We're going to have individual tables and everyone will be playing at their own table. And those tables will be all over an in-universe kind of shared battlefield. And I thought, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then he said, yeah, and we're going to have, you know, and all these tables will be able to interact in special ways. And I thought, oh, okay, that's not as easy, but sure, sure. And I went home. And I thought, wow, right? I even took one of their cards. I took one of their cards because I thought I absolutely want to, you know, like, like get in touch. I absolutely want to be a part of this. If I can be a DM, that'd be awesome. If they could well, pull that off, wouldn't that be something? Right? Sure. Yeah. No, in my mind, I was like, this is going to be a train wreck and I would like to be there for it one way or another, right? Even if it's just <laughs> making sure that my table has a lot of fun. Cool. But it'll be a train wreck. I was like, there's no way it's not going to be. It just won't function. So I think like a night or a few days later or whatever, I was on a call with my siblings and I brought it up. I was like, guys, you're not going to believe this. This is just the silliest thing you've ever heard. And we all started like laughing about it. We're like, that's not possible, right? Just mechanically in the game and narratively, it just doesn't work. And I said, right. The only way you make that work is if you did something like this. And they were like, well, I mean, you can't do that. You would need something else like this, right? And we'd be like, okay, well, well, to make that happen, you and we accidentally kind of like joked our way into the solution. And we joked our way into the solution. I pulled out like a whiteboard and I started writing crap down. And I said like, okay, like, so if we did something like this, we did something like this, then yeah, it would work. And we're all like, just kind of like, oh man, okay, it's possible. And my last brother, who wasn't a part of 
Call, who is a game designer. He is only 17, but he makes fantastic board games and cards. Really, really good stuff. He joins the call and he says, what are you guys talking about? And I, I pitched it to him and I'm like, look, if they had the right person, they can make this happen. And he was like, right. But the only person who knows all of those skills, Johnny, is you. Like you only know those skills because of the workshops that you've taken and the kinds of the, the degree that you got and all of these different things. Like it would only work if the right person was in charge and the right person would be you. And I said, like, well, then I'm, I'm, I said, look, Caleb, it's just theoretical. It's all theoretical. Don't don't get your pants in the water. Right? We're just playing kind of the, 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 the hypothetical realm. And he said, OK, well, then I think you're wrong. And uh, I didn't like that. And I was like, OK, well, you little snot. Like, what is, why do you think I'm wrong? And he's like, I just don't think no matter how much organization you have that it's possible. And I was like, well, no, it's just theoretically. And he's like, then prove it. He said, prove it. <laughs> If you really think that this is possible, you go out and prove it yourself because I don't think that it's possible. And it was such a, it was such a jerk thing to do. We were just kind of playing around mentally. And I was like, what a challenge. God. Like he threw the gauntlet <laughs> down and your <laughs> honor was at stake at that point. A little bit. Yeah. And I was like, fine. You know what? You look like, sure. Cool. Yeah. I will do show it. You. I'm going to write a proposal and I'm going to show it to them. And if they want me to be a part of the project, I'll be a part of the project and I'll make it happen. And so I did, I spent like, <laughs> I spent my Christmas break, like writing up this, this proposal and it was in a binder and I had like a QR code to my resume and to my previously published one shot. And I had like the whole thing planned out. And I essentially, while I was doing this, I said, you can't do this soon. It has to be like at the next convention season in fall, we would need tons of planning. We would need, we, we wouldn't be able to even get above 200 people because that's unwieldy, right? After 200 people, it's impossible. And I brought it in to Andy and Andy called me back after reading it. And he said like, look, this is amazing. You absolutely need to be a part of this. You've arrived at so many of the conclusions that I did. You're clearly the man for the job, but one, it's happening in April, no matter what period, like that's done. There's nothing we can do about it. And two, we absolutely can do more than 200 people. We can do more than 500 people. It, he's like, I think we can do a thousand. And I was just like, huh? Okay, Andy. Oh, like, <laughs> and he said, look, don't even worry about that. He said, just write something like you go work on this, but like you, I'll, I'll worry about the attendance. You worry about making the story work. And that's how we got started. That's how it all it just week after week, we started like talking about what I'd written and what we were working on and what, what we, what we needed to have solved by a certain day. That was, was January-ish, right? That was January. January. It was right, right, January. early, early January. Okay. And it was, there was a lot of big problems. There's a lot of big problems that we couldn't solve very easily. And we had to come up with some creative solutions to figure those problems out. And there's a lot that we had to cut. There's tons and tons of stuff that we had to cut. We had this big vision for how this would play out. And we realized that with the manpower that we had, while I am a performer, right? While I could be one of these NPCs, I was like, no, I, I'm, I am trained to be a businessman and to, to be a manager. And more importantly, no one else can do the job of running the story. And so I was like, I, we need, like, we had all these ideas for NPCs and for people playing NPCs and we had to cut it all. We had to cut all of it because we just needed to focus on what we could do. Enter Dax. Enter Dax. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, like, let's, let's go through this chronologically. This is fun. This is sure, sure, sure. together, like how we got to this point, because I, I live very close to the mall and I had visited it a few times. I think it was on my, my birthday, my wife and I went in and she got some stuff for me and I was supposed to wait with the kids on another part of the mall. And I knew this thing was coming in, in December and I ran into Everett, Andy's brother at Life mm. of the Universe and Everything, which is big convention in Provo, Utah for science fiction and fantasy every February. And Everett was there selling leather and he was also trying to get people into this Scannis event. And I have that kind of same feeling. I'm like, it's been two months and they're, they're still going to do this. They're doing this two months from now. Like, so I asked them like, who's the head DM? Who's going to run this story? Because not only am I a professional dungeon master, this is my full-time job, but I've been doing more stuff live and in person at Life Universe and Everything, at Fanex, at Dragonsteel Con. And I've been looking for ways to get more involved with this. just seemed like the perfect opportunity, the perfect time. So I had to play it real cool, right? I didn't want to just be like, let me come in and take your project. It'd be like, hey, 
you got someone working on this? He's like, yeah, we got someone working on this. I assume he meant you. And I'm like, okay, cool. Here's my card. A few weeks later, I went in when Andy was in the store. I bring my kids, you know, because it's casual. They, I didn't want to put any pressure on it. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a professional dungeon master. Here's a flyer, QR code on it, you know, advertising my services, my website. When we started talking about it, and eventually I came in with a resume and a cover letter, a dang good one, too. And I'm like, hey, this sounds like a very huge project for a thousand people. I don't know if one head DM is going to be enough. And I outlined my idea for delegating things out to having a head dungeon master or two head dungeon masters. Cause you know, if they had a guy, I didn't want to replace that guy. Um, but so that we'd have other captains who reported to us to make it more manageable and to play as NPCs and bring Vecna to life. And so I played it real cool. I gave him that and I walked out and then a week later, he's, he's well, like, okay, I got to talk to Johnny. He called you. Well, let me tell you about that call. Let me tell you about that call. Oh, I was in this room. Okay. Yeah. So, cause, cause I, at that point in the project, and I actually know around when, when this was because my brother had gone to that event and around that time we were, things were going well, things were on track, things were on schedule, but it was starting to look like things were about to be off schedule. We were like, okay, we're on schedule now, but there are things that are going like the hard, really, really big hard work is about to happen. And we need to start bringing people in so that they can real, so that we can kind of offload work onto other people. And so I was exhausted. I was exhausted at this point. I was working just every night if I could in this project, trying to figure out exactly what I wanted, exactly what was going to be like where essentially this is going to be. And excuse me, eventually this was like four separate one shots and they all needed to be original and they all needed to be with branching paths and they all needed to feel consistent. And so it's I was massive, intricate spider's web that all connects them. Yes, yes, it was. And I'm, I'm not a spider, man. I'm more of a Batman guy myself. And so you can't just throw money at it. No, no, you cannot. <laughs> so when Andy called, Andy called and he was very, very kind of like cautious. He was like, hey, look, we're starting. I know you're feeling the pressure right now. I know that we're starting to hit the, the you know, the rubber's about to hit the road at this point. And he said, look, I have a guy came in who wants to be like kind of a head dungeon master and be the the not like not he wouldn't do any of the the like reporting like the mechanical side he really wants to be in charge of the story side of things and i was like oh thank goodness <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh that makes me happy because I, I was nervous that weekend it, i was like no, oh, and he was like and he's like i don't want to step on your toes i don't want to like oh no bring him in like Let's meet him tomorrow. Like, can he come in on Monday? Like, let's have him come in on Monday. I need to meet him now. He needs to be briefed and he needs to be ready to work, start working on stuff. And then he was like, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, let's, let's, let's get him in here. And I was, I was, full honesty, I really did want to do the job that you ended up having. But I also recognized that I wouldn't have the energy or the focus or anything else to, to make it. And so when you did volunteer, I was overjoyed because I was like, finally, there are other people. And you were kind of the first one who there were other people who showed up and were like, I am just crazy enough to go along with this. And it made me really happy to know I wasn't alone. <laughs> so why'd you, why'd you pick me over some of the other candidates? Oh, I mean, absolutely. Like your resume. <laughs> yeah, but just 100% your resume. You were exceptionally like skilled and, and talented and you had had experience with with large conventions in the past not to mention you actually were like a business owner like really that meant a lot to us because other people were like i'm a dungeon master i could be a head dungeon master and i'm like you oh that that's cute <laughs> right it's like everybody, everybody loves being the dungeon master right like that's, yeah that's that's the easy part but but nobody nobody has set up a website set up a company made connections worked and traveled at cons, streamed, like no one has done all of those things. And so I was like, okay, I didn't even need to do a background check of you. I didn't need to do, do a I didn't need to think, okay, who is this Dax guy? You were all over the place. I couldn't throw a rock and not find you. Right? Um, yes. Yeah, we're getting <laughs> yeah, yeah. My empire is growing. <laughs> well, it, it worked. It worked. So when you came in, when you came in, it was like almost right away. We were like, let's happen. Like, let's have it happen this week immediately as fast as possible. 
what were what were your initial impressions about what we already had going on? So I wanted to know what the story was about. I knew it was going to be a Helm's Deep style battle, and I was wondering how it was all going to be connected, why people were going to care about it. Because I I love the role playing aspects of it. And some people have this distinction of, oh, we're role-playing now, but now we're doing combat. We're shifting gears. For me, we're always role-playing. Every, every move in combat, every quip, every attack has like motivation and intention behind it. And so I, once I heard the story from you and we were already taking notes in that very first session, I remember, I think that, I think I stole your notebook, your scratch pad. That's that. right. We started mapping it out. We started talking about the ending and kind of going back and we figured out four branching paths for the ending. And I, I was excited. It was real. And then it hit me. We have like two months to pull this off and that's it. Yeah. Um, so to meet once, once I had clearance that, Hey, you're it. I'm like, okay, let's, let's do the business side. Johnny's working on the, Johnny's still working on you know, the story, right? I didn't want to pressure you. I wanted to give, you know, my advice as needed, but I figured the best thing that I could do with my time then is to make sure we get a thousand. And so that's when I started reaching out to my network and social media and all of my fans, all of my dozens of fans, dozens, there's dozens, <laughs> dozens, dozens of fans. And, and then I also started reaching out to companies that I had worked with before that have sponsored streams that I've been on. I've been in as part of these live events and started making connections, asking people to, Hey, come be a sponsor. These are all the benefits you get for being a sponsor. We'll get you tables in the VIP section. We'll get you a vendor table. And that was a lot of fun. And you actually got to come with me on one of those calls. We got to, I, I won't say who it was, but they were really cool. And they were there. It was uh, cool. I was, I was glad that I went because they in particular asked a lot about the story and they were like, I have not, they're like, I don't know. This is. And I was like, no, no, don't worry. It's cool. Without like, revealing who they were, they were really big into stories in general. Yes, very <laughs> into stories. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> it was, it was, but I'm I'm glad that I went. It was very exciting. I did study finance and business management. And I realized that, you know, I've just been working entry-level jobs past year or so. And you like getting to go with you on that was fantastic because it made me be like, oh, cool. Like I know what's going on here. I kind of understand the the negotiation process. It was a lot of fun. And I didn't realize before, oh, right. Like my business and finance training can translate to my creative hobbies. It was very exciting. It was around the time though, that you started reaching out to your network that we actually saw the, the outpouring of support and the, the sign, the registration, <laughs> the registration really took off yes. once yes. that around that time, like early March, that was early, early March. Mm -hmm. Sounds and yeah, after what, after that, for me, it was just, it was just, like it's just just a grind it was just the grind right? i was i was every night staying up past midnight writing i have a nine to five and so it was just all night every night afterwards just making sure everything looks right and running it past other people and it was it was really nice because when when you showed up uh, the stuff that you brought back in right all that i mentioned there was stuff that we cut the stuff that you brought back in was integral i think to the overall story the finales were uh, it really brought everything together. There was a lot of stuff that was kind of still in flux because we had it nailed down the finales because we had a dungeon master. And so when you showed up and you sat down with my notepad and you, you wrote out those four different endings, everything really started to gel. And it, it that was when it started being feeling real. After we went out on that 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 call, it was I was like, oh my gosh, this is happening. <laughs> this is really happening. Yep, it's happening whether we we want it to or not. I think at that point we had seven hundred people signed up. Yeah, and we were like, they're going to show up whether we're ready or not. So yeah, let's make it happen. After that, for me, it was all a lot of work. So I like between like those fun moments and then the event. All it is was me writing. It wasn't very exciting. I don't have any other fun stories. So was there anything else for you that happened before the event? So this is my full-time job. Yes, I was thinking about this story, but I had so many other stories that I had to tell in the meantime. I have a story every Monday night, every Tuesday night, every other Wednesday, one every other Thursday. I've got a couple of weekend things. I was planning to do a live stream at Evermore Park with a few of my friends. So there's a story for that. 
there's the book that I'm procrastinating, querying. Aren't we all being around? Yeah. So all these stories are constantly in my head because I do this professionally. So I had to really compartmentalize my time. And I wasn't able to stress too much about Dead Wars because I had our Evermore stream coming up like two weeks before that. And so that was the big focus. And I had to get props for that and um, work with some of the other sponsors. And, but in the back of my head, I knew that everything was going to be preparing me for Dead Wars. So I, I compartmentalized my time and my energy. I focused on each story, made sure every game that I ran for the last two months was still my best effort, still putting yeah. all the energy into it. That's, that's why people come back because they get invested. And then after that Evermore stream was done, it was like, okay, what's the next big thing? What's the next big thing? Oh yeah, Dead Wars. Let me look at my notes. Where's that piece of paper I got from Johnny? Oh, this is happening in like two and a half weeks. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to Johnny and see if that first version is ready to go. And, and it wasn't ready just yes. yet. There were still a few other pieces that needed to fall into place. I was being, I was being a perfectionist is what I was being. That's what I was being. <laughs> what we, even, even what we had at the event, I feel like I, I could have, I, I, I needed to have brought in more people before that before that point because because at that point when i didn't have everything quite ready ready it was because i had decided foolishly i think to take it all on by myself i was like no one else understands this as much as i do no one else gets this system i need to be the one doing all of this my burden it's just my burden yes i i i can i have a bad habit of being melodramatic and that was one of those cases well it, I, I said, like, look, I have a hard deadline of a week before the event. Let me get this in by the hard deadline. And all the way up until that point, this last few weeks, I was up until 2 a.m., 3 a.m. every morning. I was running. I was in I, only the last few days. I was finally like, OK, cannot do this alone anymore. I need to reach out to people. And so we sent out the early versions of the packets that week to some of the DMs, people who were on a discord. And they, one of a handful of the DMs were incredible. They would reach out and they'd say, Hey, I've noticed this. I've noticed that they were amazing. And then I sent it out to my dad who does contract law. And so he's all about just like grammar and just this line checks of everything. And he did Oxford commas and the semicolons in the right place. And he was amazing. It messed that up really bad. I need to work on my commas. (laughs) However, however, like I realized coming up to that deadline that once again, I had, I had forgotten the, the power of friendship. <laughs> I, I realized that it was what my dad said. My dad said after doing his line check, I was like, thank you so much. I really couldn't have done this without you. And he said, you're right. You couldn't have. He said, the only thing that you can do by yourself is fail. He said, true strength comes from our connections and our friends and the people around us and relying on other people's expertise. And he's a very wise man, and I'm sure that I will learn that lesson at some point in my life. But, but it was, it was another moment. It was another moment where I realized, no, this was this is a communal effort. And so we finally got the packets. We I I have one here. That this thing is just thick. Mm-hmm. It's just thick with information. I printed um, mine double sided, but yeah, Andy Andy <laughs> Andy accidentally printed all of them double sided except for this packet. And thank to goodness he did because. I had specifically designed two of the maps to like no interconnect, to interconnect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. so not the point. The point is, is that finally, like just stroke of midnight, I was sending this thing in or sending this out to people. And I'm sure that was not a stress-free experience for everybody. Else. Some of our sponsors were like, hey, we were told we were going to, you know, see this early so we could. I do apologize for that. I, oh, that was. He- you're forgiven. It, You're forgiven. You know exactly who I'm talking about and you know how much he sang your praises at the event. Yeah. And so I think it was, it was a rookie mistake and I've learned my, I've had my rookie tour now, but it was, I'm glad that it all worked out. So, so when the, I got that packet, I mean, everybody had their own section to read. And even though I was going to be on stage and I wasn't going to be running any, I wanted to read every word of the packet. I wanted to get a broad overview of everything. And I wasn't going to memorize anything. I wasn't going to take extensive notes, but I wanted to get a feel for 
the tone and the emotion of the drama. And so I, I blocked off some time on my calendar. Okay, I'm away from my computer. I'm on my couch. I'm cozy. And I, I've read through all of them and became more and more excited. And I, I saw not just the journey of Vecna beating entropy incarnate, trying to destroy everything around him, but I also wanted there to be some hero that everybody looked forward to. And at first I envisioned it's the king, right? The king is going to be the hero that unites everybody. And so I asked, I asked Andrews like, Hey, could I also be this king? And he seems like, well, we've been playing in the store and the king is dead now. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I did love that. that. (laughs) Love that. But okay. I need someone else. He's like, well, there's this, there's this captain. And so I had a few ideas. I'm like, maybe there's a, a lost prince that I could play. Right. I didn't just want to be up there and be Vecna the whole time. Good DMs play multiple characters. I wanted to show this duality. And so I was trying to find whenever I'm starting a new story and I'm looking at the overarching, the overarching conflicts, I ask myself, who's in the most pain, right? Who is suffering the most? Who has the most interesting story to tell? And so I, I looked over everything again. I'm like, it's not the not the nobility it's not the king it's not the privileged class it's this goddess the goddess of peace who believes in and family and the home and music and song and she herself is taking up her spear and fighting and if the goddess of peace armors up you better believe everyone's going to be behind her and i started seeing it from her perspective and her journey and how she was going to change over it and I'm like, okay, I got to play the goddess of peace. Hmm. Would it be the first time I played a goddess? But, you know, I wanted it to be a little bit more immersive because I knew not everyone was going to hear my voice. And how can we elevate this? So I asked, I asked you and I asked Andrew, could we bring in someone else to play this role? Someone who could stand on stage with me, match my energy as I portray Vecna and they could portray Eldath. And I told you that, and we both got really excited about making her like the core figure of this narrative. Things started clicking together, and we were both like, who do we get? Who do we get? Then what happened? (laughs) I mean, Andy literally just sent a text. He just said like, oh, I know just the person. He sent a text. And then like not even 20 minutes later, he was like, yep, she's in. And we were like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, like, who is this? What has she done? She's like, no, she's, she's an ever more actress. She's used to moving through the people and interacting with people. She, I was like, she can capture that feeling of, of, of gentle, like loving protector, but also like mother bear energy. Yes. Right? And he's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. And she does like cosplay and stuff. And so we were like, fine, cool. Let's bring her in yeah. and let's kind of brief her on all of this. And truth be told, I, I, I was, I was really happy that you had caught my vision so much just from reading through it. You were like, yeah, like the goddess of peace is this, this dramatic figure. Mm-hmm. And so even during this meeting with her, I felt kind of useless. I was like, wow, Dex kind of had us this one. <laughs> like, I was building off the foundation that you set. Yeah. And then Jamie, who we had as the goddess Eldath, we, we met with her. Was it the day before? Was it two nights before? before? The, the night before. before. We finally met with her. I had a busy game schedule. You had your nine to five job. She had a job. So we finally got together the night before and we're like, hey, here's the lore. Here is who this goddess is. And we started playing with ideas. I believe at one point we're like, maybe like a Princess Zelda character, but it felt a little soft. We wanted this to be someone who, who led the armies, not someone who's passively waiting to be rescued. And so we, we latched onto the goddess Athena as like an archetype. That, this yes, warrior yes. who was wise and wasn't fighting because she enjoyed bloodlust or chaos, but no. because she 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 cared about the people she was protecting. And we were able to build, the three of us were able to build on that idea. And that came to how are we going to costume? What sort of accessories is she going to have? We went around the store and we found armored pieces that she could yeah, put yeah. on. And someone was there. We were like, yeah, we were like, we need a spear. Get a spear. <laughs> Luckily, Tim was there, and it's like I, I got, you. I got a spear for you. 
He's like, yeah, no problem. I got a spear. And you're just like, oh, no okay, that happens. Oh, well, lighter, just meet people who have spears. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool seeing her come to life. And I don't know if you saw much of her on the day that we performed it, but it's I was talking to her a lot in between scenes like, how about we do this? How about we make this change? Let's let's go act this thing out. And it was very fun to see her take notes and put her own interpretation on it. And she did a great job. She's going to be my next guest. Not the next guest. Next guest is going to be Andrew. Then it's going to be Janie Jamie. because I want everyone's perspective on this. But yeah, she was great. How do you... So how did it feel seeing her on stage? So your I only life? saw I only saw her on stage for, for two scenes. I saw her introduction, right? I saw her initial introduction. And then I saw her at the very, very end. I saw the very final scene because I was up on stage at that point too. And then I would see her just in passing and I've seen a lot of cell phone footage of her floating around on the internet. Cool. And it was, when, when I wrote this, I had, I had that image in my mind of who LDAP was. And when I did see her out and about and when she was on stage and the way that she just projected this energy, it was, it was just, if I wasn't so busy, if I wasn't so busy <laughs> I would have loved to have just like stood there and watched because she, I, you know, I wrote this character a certain way. And then the way that you two kind of like took those ideas and elevated them to reality, right? It wasn't just this, this fun idea in my mind. It was this real experience that was happening. And it, it did have that drama and it had that push and that pull. And it was, it was, it was, she was just fun to see. I saw cell phone footage of your ripping of, of, of the very violent <laughs> scene. And people were like, oh, no, and I, it just, yes. it, you couldn't, you couldn't help, but like, sure. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like Avengers, right? It wasn't even like, it, it wasn't even like a high quality YouTube video that I've seen sometimes, but it had, it had the, it was everything that we needed. We're like, I don't know who else to say that is that it still, it got people excited and it, got the message across and it was exciting and it was dramatic and it was personal. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest issue that I had, right? When I was writing this, as I said, like, look, we, we, we were writing all these different packets and these packets are designed to be run at 200 tables, but no one's going to get to actually see that. No one's actually going to get to see LDAP, right? Because we can't like monitor that. What happens at one table kills the goddess of peace. And like, we can't have that happening. And no. so what I was, I was entranced the first time I really shouldn't have been standing still and watching your guys's performance that opening that like, went her with her introduction but I, I stopped and I was like oh cool LDAP is being introduced and I just froze watching just this 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 Shakespearean kind of like you know like night under the stars performance and I was like oh cool like people are getting hyped like people are getting up from their tables to go to the stage and see it happen and it was just magic it was just magic yeah and I yeah you did so great. And if she was going one direction in the venue, I would go the other direction. So yes. chaos and oh, I loved that. So she wasn't my only helper. I recruited nine captains. They were the ones going around with the golden sashes. And their job was to help and to support and to make sure that all the DMs were having a good time, that they were engaging with the text and that everything felt connected. They were basically my eyes and ears. Because when I when I game. I That's love right. looking people in the eyes. I love seeing what they're feeling. I love getting them engaged. And so I, I couldn't do that for 200 tables. So I had nine other people doing that for me. They each had about 25 tables each. One person was just kind of a wanderer. And I'm like, okay, you each need to come up with four archetypal characters. Have a healer in case, you know, a table's struggling. Have someone who can beat them down. Have some sort of defender that can help them fight for a round or two. And then have someone who can cause a lot of trouble, chaos. And yeah. so while Eldath was, was out giving hope and inspiration and peace, my captains were wrecking mayhem place. And I, that's what I wanted to do when I first signed up. I wanted to go from table to table. I didn't get that much of a chance because not everybody could hear me. And so I would run to the other side of the mall and shout at the top of my lungs all of the announcements that they had missed. But... My generals, my captains, they got to come in as cameos. And you guys, you guys knocked it out of the park. You really, really did. And whenever I talked to the captains, they were just fierce. They were fierce, fierce, like just 
bearers of this of this banner. The John, I don't know if you know John. Yep. His whole thing was he went and found table because this was everyone understood that this adventure was going to be fighting the undead and fighting cultists, and so a lot of people showed up with fully people like paladins and, and clerics specifically mm -hmm. designed to slaughter the undead with their holy power. And John was amazing. He would go around and target tables full of paladins and clerics <laughs> and he would just, just mess them up. And I, that made me so happy because, and I, I always knew, I knew where you were in the venue by whether or not I could hear cheers from a certain section of the venue, because people would, when, when you were just like, you'd have like your book there and you would be like monologuing as Vecna and you'd be attacking them individually. When people would cheer and get really excited, I, I knew like, okay, cool. Dax is down on the wall. I can't be <laughs> over at the cavalry. He has, he has things handled over there. I got to be over there. Cause the day of the day of, I was very busy just kind of making sure that everything mechanically was in place, right? Like the, the reporting the successes and failures was my whole job. Just making yeah. sure that that was there. a so, super spreadsheet. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of. And so when we, when I did see you out there, when I did see your captains out there, when I did see Eldath out there, I saw it heightening the experience in a far more personal manner than I or any of my moderators were capable of doing. It made the event feel, you're right, it was personal. It, 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 this look in the eye, all of this is like, you're all, this is all connected. Not something I could have done. It was something you were able to pull off and I just... Yes, it was beautiful. It's something amazing. How did you feel at the very end where we told everybody to walk in an orderly fashion down to the stage, no trampling, but we wanted all, we didn't even know what the total count was at that point, but we wanted everybody yes. to see the final, oh. final scene. How did that feel for you? So we had, so I had the spreadsheet open. It was watching the damage come in. So for, for listeners who don't, aren't quite sure what was happening, all the players were allowed to roll damage all at once against Vecna and all that damage would be added up and dealt to his max HP. And we had a set max HP and it was, I mean, it's cool if I say it here, right? It's cool if I say the exact numbers on here. I, mean, so, uh, I don't know. I don't, it's your, these are your secret. I know I it like, was adjusted based on how many tables we had and like yes, fair numbers was, knowing not every table would succeed in dealing damage. So. There was a lot of little, there were a lot of little things to be calculated the day of to make it fair. Fair, but um, difficult. Right, fair, but challenging. We underestimated our players. We had set it to 20,000 HP. 20,000, we felt, was was reasonable. I think we underestimated how many people were going to show up, right? And then mm -hmm. we also underestimated that there were those guys at tables full of paladins. Um, <laughs> and Bring in the smite train. Yeah, really. And so they dealt. And so I was watching as the number went up. I had 20,000 sitting there and... We, we knew that the adventure was over and people are walking up and I get the, I'm invited up on stage to be there for the final scene. You had you sit at the table as if sitting you were playing at the in table, this. I'm looking at my phone and I watch it just soar past 20,000. We hit 24,000 damage. And I just thought like, oh my gosh, like I did not make that hard enough. <laughs> was, next, but, next time it'll be 25. I think, I think that, I think that if it, it was, it was, it was player killed. Like I didn't know exactly how many players, cause there was a lot of people who showed up just day of just some walk-ins that I was unprepared for. And there were those min-maxers. But <laughs> when I watched that number pass and we told Eldath and we told you like, okay, like this is the ending. This is the one for ending. I was just in shock. I put my phone in my pocket and I looked around and there was a thousand people standing around me and I hadn't like hit me yet that it was over. Right, like there's like, oh, like I'm there's nothing left for me to do. Like Dex is gonna just walk this sucker into the end zone. And I was kind of just like I was just I was just in shock until that you was finished. the first time I saw you relaxed all day. Yes. It was not like, relaxed. It was not relaxed. <laughs> it was it was exhaustion. It was total fatigue. <laughs> You're like, I'm done. It's finished. Yeah. Frodo with the ring on Mount once the ring Mount goes Doom. in. Mount Doom. Yeah, and he Mount comes Doom. back out and he's like, it's done. I'm like Johnny. You need to sit down. You need to sit it's down. It's funny you said that. It's funny you said that because afterwards I told the moderators like I hold your oath fulfilled. You may go <laughs> home. <laughs> but nice. I sat there and you gave this wonderful performance. You and all that really just hemmed it up in this very light. Hemmed up feels like a little. It feels a little derogatory, right? It feels a little derogatory <laughs> yeah. because it was when it happened. 
right? Like, I, I don't know if you want to tell this, but the end of the story was that, is that Eldath died. Eldath died and she surrendered, she sacrificed herself to destroy Vecna and to allow the players this opportunity to, to like have hope and to, to carry on themselves with the, the vision and the, the spirit of Eldath. And when Eldath fell to the ground, there was like an audible, like, like whoa, like, oh my gosh, this shit. Whoa. And I didn't expect that. That happened. And it like shocked me how like silent, like the, the, the gasp that came out of the audience, just this, like, oh, like she, she died. And it was, I don't know if it, once again, it felt more. It felt more than anything I could have just put on page. There was another moment leading up to that that you probably hadn't seen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it next week. Please, please, please. I wanna I wanna hear it from her head because I stopped and watched the state when she was just on. But that was that was earlier in the game. But yeah, that that was so exciting and getting a thousand people to roll their dice all simultaneously. That it, was beautiful. That was one of the big goals that Andrew had. He he wanted everyone rolling at once and wanted that was, to hear that. That was a part of his vision from the very first meeting. I it was like, I want this scene at the very end. And I was like, okay, we'll make it happen. And it was a yeah. lot of work and a lot of coordination, but it, 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 we I, did it. We did, we did it. it. We did it. And that was it. And you performed this big final monologue and I fell. It was, it was spectacular. And, and the, the, I, I got the hand of the microphone. I, I had this speech practice and I was just a gog. I was just a gog at the, the whole scenario. I was, I just, I had nothing to say, but thank you. I was like, thank you all for showing up because I, it was this, it was a community, right? Yeah. I was one guy who did one thing and so many people came together for this moment. And if it hadn't been a thousand people, it wouldn't felt the same. Hadn't been you and it hadn't been Jamie. It hadn't been Andy. And if it hadn't been my family who flew in from overseas to be there, it wouldn't have been the same. It was, it was, I wish that I could capture this moment for anybody listening to this podcast. But I can't, I can't. It was, it was, it was a communal like story. And it just, it happened and you weren't there. And I'm sorry. <laughs> How did you feel the next day? I don't know about you, but I was in bed pretty much the whole next day. It's like church, not happening. Kids, feed yourselves. Just kidding. Yeah. You know, cereal. But, but I got on my phone and I just started scrolling through social media comments of people who were there, people sharing their pictures and their stories. When you, did you see any of those stories come in? You mentioned that seeing Eldath videos. Yes. How did that make you feel the day after? So I, I did. I did drag myself to church. I did. You, I, I got up. I couldn't even, it was hard for me to walk. It was hard for me to walk. I was fatigued. I would have to lean on things or I would pass out. And there were people at the church, right? Like these, you know, these older folks. And they'd heard about it. They'd heard, they'd read about it in the local newspaper, of course. Like they'd, they'd heard about it on the news. And they wanted to hear about it. And I was just, I, the last thing I wanted to do was think or talk about the event, right? Like, I, <laughs> but at the same time, like I, I, I went and saw those things and people started reaching out and just saying, thank you. Right. It wasn't even a, it wasn't like, and eventually people started reaching out and being like, Hey, let's, let's figure something out. Let's do a thing. Like, let's do this again. It's some other place. And I was like, okay, like, let's talk later. But so many people just came out of the woodworks to say, thank you. Or some people didn't Right, some people did just like do a post. I saw plenty of posts on Facebook and TikTok and my, my wife posted it on Reddit and people just were like, Hey, I was there. Like that was me. And it was, it was. I, I guess, excuse me, I get a little emotional thinking about, it. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it was, I've, I've created a lot of stuff. I've performed a lot of stuff. Never before do I think has it reached such a wide audience. Never before has, never before has it had such a talented group of people making it happen. Besides like the work that I was putting into it. I don't know if I'm a talented person. I know I'm a hard worker, but there's a lot of folks there that were, genuinely talented and people would come up and say like hey like thank you and they didn't even know i was the writer they didn't know anything they just said like hey like you were there at the event we know that you were there making it happen thank you for just working as hard as you did and 
every time I felt like this release, it was this just, I don't know how to explain it. It was, it was a release. It was just this, like it was worth it. It was all worth it. And every time anyone says like, you did a good job, I feel that way. I feel this, like, I feel like I just woke up from the most restful nap ever. Just for like five seconds, I get this punch in the gut where I'm like, ooh, ooh. That's a good nap. That, yeah, ooh, that just, makes up for all the 3 a.m. writing I still haven't recovered from that. I'm still a bit of a mess. But yeah, I don't know how to explain it. There's, there's no, there's no single, look, I got the, the only other thing that is, that is competed with it was my marriage, right? Getting married was the most wonderful day of my life. And it was so incredible. And it's because I, it was a lot of hard work to get there too. But this is, this is a second place. <laughs> this is until I have a kid, right? <laughs> Hey, that's, that's a good feeling too. That's a great feeling. Thank you. I don't know if I've said thank you enough for letting me in, for letting me take your vision and put my own twist on it and then building on my twist to put more of your twist on it because we, we built on each other's energy, on each other's ideas. I remember we were struggling to figure out how we were going to bring people back from the dead. And it was like at the same time, we realized it's the holy symbols. It's the yes. holy symbols of Eldath, and those are going to become the tears that we use for the final. We, we looked at each other at the same time and went like, like this, like Eldath, like yeah. She, that she, she was the solution to all of our problems yeah. in the story. We we'd had a few ideas like that, but we hadn't quite figured out narratively how to make that work. And while you may say thank you to me, like truly, the collaboration was was a pleasure and a joy for me. I was, I felt very much alone in you know, fighting against the storm and feeling you just being there with me made, I mean, still a storm, right? The storm didn't change. The storm didn't get easier. The storm got significantly harder, but knowing that you and knowing that the people that you brought with you were there to collaborate, enhance this experience, and then seeing you guys do it so efficiently and successfully, I, I couldn't have asked, I couldn't ask for anything better. I couldn't have asked for better people working on the things that you guys work. Really? I mean that like I'm a I'm a jokey guy. I say a lot of jokes. I mean this sincerely. Like I getting a little misty in here. I've I've been a part of a lot of shows, been a part of a lot of theater productions. And this was this felt like that. This felt like that where it was it was yeah, but on like, you know, ten times that scale. Where I was just like, I I'm so happy that I had people I could trust handling everything that I couldn't in my single role. And I really could. Yeah, gosh, you guys, you guys nailed it. So happy. <laughs> that was six days ago. Wow. What? Six, no. I, I went into, I went into the store. I went into the store to see Andy yesterday and I walked into the mall and I've been in that mall a hundred times. I have lovely, lovely memories of being in that mall. And I just, I breathed in the mall and that mall has a very distinct scent. Sorry, malls have different smells, not distinct scent. It knocked me right back to Saturday. Not a single other memory, not any other happy evening with my wife or my friends. It hit me back to Saturday. And I could see a thousand people and 200 tables. And it was like good PTSD. What's that called? <laughs> well, it's not traumatic. Not traumatic. Unless it was just so happy, you can't handle it. <laughs> no, you, you've made a very strong associate. Very very salient associate. The olfactory sense is tied very strongly. Yes. yes. That's fantastic. So we did it. We did it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. You did it. And I helped. No, 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 no. Other people Look, did it. We, we did it. We did it. We did it. Heaven's sakes, don't like, don't, don't shove any amount of responsibility of what you did onto me. You did it too. We did it. Uh. It was awesome. And every single person at every single table has a unique story about what happened. And I, I love hearing all of them because in a perfect world, I would have been at every single table, just enjoying every moment of it. That's why I'm glad I had captains to do that for me. You had moderators to do that for you. And it's, we're still, we still get to enjoy it. We still get to enjoy the stories that are coming out and we're um, doing a lot of interviews and a lot of behind the scenes stuff about it. And I just want everybody to hear the story because it was so much fun. Dear listener, if you want to see what Johnny put together, it is available to purchase through 
drive through RPG. That should be linked in the description. I, I had my free copy, but I still bought a copy. I think I was the first one. Like as soon as you sent it, I was like, boom, bought it. I wanted to support you. You're a real G Dex. <laughs> I appreciate that. So yeah. And we had to file off some of the serial numbers, you know, Vecna. Elva. Yeah, Elva. But yeah, please support, support Johnny, support this podcast. I'm going to be bringing on other people and hearing other perspectives of this event. And thank you so much for, for coming in on a Friday night. Um, thank you for the two people who watched this live. There will be dozens of you someday. There will dozens. be dozens of you. <laughs> Do you have any other questions for me or any final words you want to give? Yeah. What's the next big project for you, right? You did Evermore. You did this. Where's the, where's, where's Dex headed next? Oh, <laughs> I had a, a meeting this morning with a very big company that Ooh. I can't say anything about. And there's another thing. I, I, can I, I'm just running, running games. And my, my daughter turns one in a couple of weeks. Like that's my next big adventure. But I look forward to the next time you and I get to collaborate on something. I've got some ideas. We'll talk. Get some sleep first. And then we'll talk. I haven't been able to stop thinking of new. I've come up with, I've also had some ideas and I just want, everyone said, you know, when's the next time we're doing this? And I just said like, oh, I'll figure it out. Like I don't have any ideas yet. And then this week they just come seeping in. And so, <laughs> so we'll see you guys next year. We'll yeah. see. <laughs> uh, see you all next year, everybody.